Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. A few months ago, my daughter Annie approached me and said, you know, Dad, I inherited my habit of worry from you. She had recently read Wilma Jean, The Worry Machine, which is one of those children's books that more adults should probably read, where emotions like worry, apprehension, and anxiety are all addressed in a way that's humorous and meaningful, but it opened a conversation between us about worry, and Annie was right. I did not just pass on the curly hair. She has also inherited my tendency to worry. And so an example, which I do share with Annie's permission, about a month ago, Annie saw me pouring bleach down a little white tube connected to our HVAC unit, and she asked me what I was doing. And so I explained that this helped to heat and cool our home and that I was doing basic maintenance to keep the unit from breaking. But I then changed the subject because we had just booked a family trip to Colorado that we were very excited about. And I mentioned that in Colorado, we would only need a heater because the mountain air is so cold. But Annie had a question. But what if the heater breaks? Well, then I'll call someone to fix it, Annie. But what if it breaks while you and mom are out on a date? Then the babysitter will call and fix it. But what if she forgets her phone? Then I guess I'll have to write a letter. And you're certain she'll have a stamp. And so at this point, I was silent, and Annie paused and said, you know, Dad, I just don't think you've thought this through. (laughs) And I think you need to reconsider whether it's wise for us to take this trip at all. Now, I think Annie was pulling my leg, at least by the end of our conversation, but Annie still had access to all those what-if questions. And in today's reading from the Gospel of John, the context in which Jesus teaches his disciples about the Holy Spirit is the deep worry they are feeling because Jesus has told them that he will soon die. And now a million what-if questions are flooding their mind and their heart. What if we can't make it with Jesus gone What if we don't know what to do next? What if this has all been a big mistake? Now today we celebrate the Feast of Pentecost and the gift of God's Holy Spirit given to the church. And when most of us think about the Pentecost, our mind usually goes to today's reading from Acts. I mean, right? Tongues of fire empowered apostles and the explosion of the church. 
But John's account of the Holy Spirit is different. It's more personal, more pastoral, and more intimate, and more adequate, I think, in speaking to this tendency that we all have to worry. Because the name Jesus gives to this spirit is the advocate, which I've seen translated in a dozen different ways, the counselor, the comforter, the helper, to name just a few. But in the Greek, the word is parakletos, the literal meaning of which is one who has been summoned to your side as a helper. And so today, I want us to take in this understanding of the Holy Spirit and to allow it to be balm, to allow it to be medicine for whatever worry our heart has carried into church this morning or will carry in the coming months. But of course, to do that, I think we need to at least name the ground from which so much of our worry springs forth. In other words, if worry is like smoke, what's the actual fire? What gives rise to the smoke? And I would posit that for many of us, the fire that causes so much of the smoking worry in our life is a growing intuition that we are not fully in control of our life, not fully in control of this world, not fully in control of what happens to us. I mean, right, just think about our experience this past year, the things that have happened, the things we have witnessed, the things we have experienced, the unwelcome emotions which seem only to get worse whenever we resist them, the bad habits we may have formed that willpower alone can't shake, the places we feel stuck or stalled or conflicted or confused. Now, to be really clear, I'm not saying that it's all bad. I'm not saying that we're completely helpless. But I am pointing out that our actual experience of life probably doesn't resemble William Ernest Hensley's famous poem where he says, I am the master of my fate and the captain of my soul. And that, of course, is because we're not. We are not in control. We never have been in control. We never will be in control. And the meaning of Pentecost is not that God has given us the Holy Spirit to help us get control. No, the Spirit's job is to help us let go and to be present at our side as an advocate and counselor and comforter as we allow ourselves to fall deeper and deeper and deeper into whatever it is that God has willed for our life. In fact, there's a great story about a man who slips and falls off the edge of 
a cliff, and on the way down, he manages to grab onto the end of a vine. And so there he is, just hanging in midair, a thousand feet up and a thousand feet from the bottom. His situation looks completely hopeless, and this wasn't a really religious man, but he does look up and decide to pray for the very first time in his life. And so he looks to the heavens and asks, is anybody up there? A deep voice bellows from the clouds, do you believe? Yes, says the man with all my heart, Lord, I believe. Then let go of the vine, says the voice. And so the man pauses and he looks up again and he finally responds, is there anybody else up there? We have such resistance to the idea of letting go. And so much of the worry in our life can be traced back to this subconscious belief that something bad or something unacceptable or something awful would happen if we did let go. That if we were to stop managing what other people think or stop being concerned with how other people behave or even stop worrying about things that we cannot influence or control our fear is that life would just fall apart or maybe that we would fall apart. And what Jesus is trying to tell his disciples in today's gospel and what I believe that Jesus would have us here as well is that there is nothing more exciting and nothing that requires more courage and more faith than letting go of that vine and allowing ourselves to fall, to fall into the story that God is writing and into a deep trust that everything will end well and to fall into the unique part that we've been given to play in this wonderful story that God is writing as God brings it to a perfect end. Which is why with all this talk of letting go, I'm not talking about abdicating our responsibility to work for justice or to make the world a better place. In fact, I mean just the opposite. Because really, what's more irresponsible than wasting the limited time and energy we have worrying about things that we can't control. But what the Holy Spirit does is come alongside us in our life as a helper and advocate and counselor and comforter and offers clarity about what it is that we are uniquely positioned to do to bring more love and more justice and more peace and more prosperity into the world. And so I want you to pause and to think about one of those what-if questions that you brought with you to church today. And rather than speaking to that specific worry, I'd like to replace it with a few questions of my own. What if there is ultimately nothing to worry about? because God has reconciled the whole world to himself? What if your life is eternally significant 
And the small acts of love you do each day will be remembered and celebrated for all of eternity. And finally, what if Jesus was right? What if he told the truth that he has left us only to return to his father's house where there are many mansions and that he did so to prepare a place for us so that where he is, we also may one day be. In other words, what if the gospel is true and what if we lived our life on the basis of it being true? And finally, what if the Holy Spirit has been summoned to our side to help us do just that? If that were the case, I believe that we would worry a lot less than we do now. And I think we'd feel more gratitude for what Mary Oliver calls the one wild, precious life we've all been given to live. And maybe, just maybe, we'd even let ourselves fall and be a lot more excited to take that trip. Amen.